I had begun to lose my contracts and I was on my last major one and I was then doing like a little smaller one, right? That last one, I could sense it. That January, the HR called me. Well, she actually emailed me was like, we needed to talk. And Candace, when I could sense it in my spirit, they're about to get rid of me. They're about to get rid of me. Saw some little signs. Take control of your career and compensation right now. It's your five-minute career cat. Welcome back, hackers. It is Candace here. I'm your career wellness coach from the Five Minute Career Hack. And it is time for another enlightening episode of our special series. Here we delve into three pillars of learning education, experience, and exposure. But this just isn't about knowledge, it's also about another one of my favorite E's, and that is empowerment. Today we have the privilege of introducing you to a true renaissance man, someone who's a wellspring of inspiration and innovation. But before we dive in, you know how I always ask you all, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on our weekly career hack videos. And remember, doing this episode, share your thoughts, share your takeaways, because that matters. Your insights need to go in the comments. And as I always say, use emojis to even express how you feel about the wisdom that we're about to uncover today. So our guest today is Damon Neller. He is a multifaceted dynamo, a passionate influencer, and a master of many talents. With over 1,000 speaking engagements and a library of published works, Damon is recognized as an inspirational communicator and gift guru who offers direction, inspiration, and education to audiences far and wide. As the owner of Kids Real Consultancy, Damon wears many hats, don't we all, right? Author, speaker, content creator, and consultant specializing in youth empowerment, communication, leadership, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and parenting. Yes, he does wear many hats. His impact extends beyond borders as he's been featured in 200 plus media outlets, including the Huffington Post, Reader's Digest, Thrive Global, and Goldcast. His holistic approach to life, leadership, and inspiration promises to make this episode an enlightening journey. And I'm so excited about this, y'all. So welcome, Dalen, to the 5-Minute Career Hack. We are completely honored to have you here today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Candice. And girl, I got to send you some money for that awesome introduction. <laughs> girl, you just messed me up. I'm like, who is that guy? You know what? I don't, I, I'm going to put my cash app in the chat, okay? I'm going to put my cash app in the chat so you can... And I was inspired myself, like, man, like, I, I've already, I already know who you are because we even talked about it. And I'm just like, man, that sounded even better reading it aloud. But we are so excited to have you here uh, and sharing with us. So, Damon, I know I said a lot and there were so many layers to um, just your expertise and, and your passions and what you do that came out in that introduction. But I know you didn't just arrive here on the Five Minute Career Hack podcast. And there's a story behind this journey that I explained. So talk to us a little bit more about this. Tell us who you are, your career journey, and, and that, that's translated into the business that you do today. Well, it all started in New Orleans, Louisiana there. Uh-oh. Um, that's born and raised. And uh, at the tender age of 18, I migrated to Monroe, Louisiana to attend the then Northeast Louisiana University. 
which everybody knows and now is ULM or the University of Louisiana Monroe. And I ended up obtaining my Bachelor of Arts degree in elementary education. Mm. And so I taught for seven years. And during that time, I would say about the fourth year, my desire for teaching and the passion began to dwindle while there began to emerge another passion, which was for music and uh, also speaking and, and um, you know, writing. Mm-hmm. And it, what ended up happening, I, I don't know how I made it through the grace of God those last few years. It just kept getting worse and worse because mm-hmm. that desire for the classroom dwindled. Finally, I stepped out to pursue the motivational speaking, the writing, and the music production. Was doing that. Everything was going well. Ended up pivoting and started a janitorial service to bring us some more income. So we owned the janitorial service for 12 years while still doing the motivational speaking, the writing, and music production. And I mean, when I say it was 12 years, it was 12 years exact. Mm. So from February 1st of 06 to February 1st of 2018. And what ended up happening there, that's when I transitioned, pivoted again to becoming a parent educator with the Children's Coalition, doing that full time while also starting to do the consulting work in 2020. And so last year in May, I stopped being a full-time employee with the Children's Coalition. Now I'm doing contract work with them working with the, the NAFCM, we call it NAFCM, okay. but uh, also working with other organizations, doing my professional development training and coaching one-on-one, and then hosting monthly webinars as well. Nice. So it's been a very storied and intriguing journey. On a personal side, you, as you, you read, I'm a, I'm a father of four sons and a, a husband of going on 26 years. Wow. And so I'm just a lover of people, lover of family, lover of my community. And that kind of sums me up for the most part. That's the, the quick preview there. No, love it. Love it. And we're in two different states. I'm in Austin, Texas. Um, Damon is in Louisiana, right? And uh, you being right. a, your energy is coming through with this camera today. So I uh, definitely appreciate you sharing that story. And I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about. But I got to like pause on like all these pivots because I was writing. I, I was writing down as you were talking and I'm like, OK, educating, education, music, janitorial, speaking, consultant. Like and I'm sure I missed some just now because I was trying to write as fast as you were saying it. Um, and so, man, talk about I think the average there's a few different pieces of research out there of the average amount of pivots that you have in your career um, when you calc- when you um, include going from college to the end of your career or going into college to the end of your career, it's probably about 12, but the average career person has about six shifts during their career journey. And so you are definitely checking the boxes there. Um, and what I love, and I want you to kind of expand on a little bit is you talked about what you noticed while you were in education that your passion for it dwindled. And I, anytime I say they and them, just know I'm talking about me. Okay, Damon. So let's get that out the way at the beginning. And so people and also myself have experienced that where your passion for something dwindles, but you do nothing about it. And that's for a, there's various reasons, fear. And I'll let you probably tell us the rest, right? But you notice that. And you were inspired to do something about it. So talk a little bit more about that feeling that you felt 
And that journey that you took of, I feel this, I can't let it go. I need to act on it. What did that look like? And how did that kind of evolve into Kitrio Consultancy? It's consultancy as well. So if you haven't already, subscribe now and don't forget to leave a review. But there's more. Snap a screenshot of your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we will send you a premium course that we usually sell for $57. We are so grateful for your reviews as they play a vital role in helping us spread our mission of sharing these invaluable career hacks with the world. Okay, so... For me, I didn't even realize when I was younger, of course, that I'm a high empath. I, you know, have very, very sensitive far as emotions are concerned. Okay. Not in a sense to where I'm crying and boo-hooing. <laughs> Not like that. But for sensing shifts, shifts, sensing moves, sensing, okay, my time here is up. It's time to transition into something new. And I believe many people are highly empathic and high, high impact, but they don't go with that flow and make mm-hmm. those changes. And you mentioned one of the things that holds us back, which is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of the unknown, fear of rejection, fear of failure. Well, one thing for me, my mindset is when I, I even use the word no to mean three things. Okay. You said Next no? Next option. Yes. Okay. You know, All right. No. Means next option, new opportunity, not over. All right. Next option. Your next option when things new opportunity. Right. Yeah. When if things aren't going right, even if you get a a, a no, yeah. Love it. This is not over. Love it. Right. It's yeah. And so with that mind frame, even if I shift into something and it looks like it's not going well. I kick into that. Okay. What's my next option? What's the new opportunity? Because it's not over. And what it does, it takes Mm -hmm. away all fear. And you're able to know that in life, you're going to face some L's. You're going to take some losses, but you're going to win as well. You're going to be high. You're going to be low. You're going to be mid. Life is a journey that goes all over the place. It's not just a straight line. And so what I would find out, especially in certain instances, life is going to dictate that you react and make the pivot. Mm-hmm. A prime example was with the janitorial business when I kicked over into doing the parent education. I had begun to lose my contract and I was on my last major one and I was then doing like a little smaller one, right? Mm-hmm. That last one, I could sense it. That January, the HR called me. Well, she actually emailed me was like, we needed to talk. And Candace, when I said, I could sense it in my spirit, mm-hmm. they're about to get rid of it. They're about to get rid of me. Saw some little signs. And as soon as I stepped into that office, I said, look, because we were cool. We had a really good relationship. I said, I can already sense. I said, y'all about to get rid of me. She was like, she kind of was frowning and scared. She was like, yeah. She was like, Damon, I love you. We cool. I didn't know how I was going to tell you this. She said, the whole weekend, I struggled. I was tossed and turned about how I was going to tell you this. I said, look, girl. I said, it's all good. Because God has prepared the next thing for me already. So I was like, when do I need to finish up? And she was like, at the end of the month. And like I said, the end of January, February 1st, they, they cut me off January 31st, my last day. I started my new job wow. at the Children's Coalition. So it ended just like that. And so that's what I'm saying. Sometimes life will dictate it. But at other times, you have to listen to your soul, listen to yourself. 
If you know that you're at the end of your rope in a certain career, then you need to pivot. When we look at a lot of people who are doing some crazy acts, especially in, in um, their places of employment and stuff, they are gone. They have gone beyond that feeling. You see, yeah. they felt like leaving. They've taken all they could take. But mm-hmm. sometimes society teaches us: you gotta have a job. You mm-hmm. gotta have income. You mm-hmm. can't change. You gotta have money coming in. And those people overstay their their time, and then something crazy happens. We have to be sensitive. You gotta know yourself. You have to say, mm-hmm. okay, look, I've made my limit. I have no more capacity for this position, for this workspace, and just what I'm doing. Now, the irony of it is that I love education. It's just in that format and in that um, that setting, I didn't like it because I felt right. confined. And through this journey, I learned more about myself, that I'm balanced. So I love structure, mm-hmm. but I love flexibility too. I have to have a healthy balance of both. And that's what happened when I launched out. I found that side of myself, that creative and innovation side, that I need the flexibility and the room to be able to operate and create and be hands-on and have my autonomy to do what I need to do. Right. And like you said, looking at all of the things I've done with the background in education, um, background in communication, being a speaker, being a minister, and just leadership as well, all of a sudden now I can do some consulting work. And uh, God always sends somebody in your life who's like an instrumental character. And while I'm working at the Children's Coalition, this guy comes to do a training, consultant work. And he and I talked afterwards. I had given him my book that I had just published, Living, Loving, Leading. And uh, I sent him my press kit. So always be ready, hackers. Always be ready. Have your (laughs) stuff ready. I sent him my stuff. About a month or so, he reached out to me. He said, look. In January, this was going to be the upcoming January of 2020. He said, I'm going to be doing a work in Indiana, and I'm looking for some coaches, some consultants. Wow. And that began my consult, my official consulting career. You know, besides the speaking and doing some trainings and stuff, but my official consulting career back began in January of 2020. So I worked with him for that. And now that's the guy who I actually am now still working with, with the NAFTA, and then with the Trust Network. So that one connection has connected me in all kinds of circles, you know. But it all started, like I said, with me just sharing with him what I had and what I was trying to do. So our visions aligned. And so we're still collaborating and partnering, working together. But yes, that's how it kind of got to where it is. Love it. We we could probably do a whole podcast on networking and the power of relationships because that came through so clear in what you just talked about. And I, I often reference... Uh, one of my friends, Nicole Cooper, she says relationships are currency. It may not give you that instant money. It might not go straight into your bank account, but always be conscious of how you're nurturing and fostering relationships with others because you never know where you might be able to benefit and advance them or vice versa. Um, So that's so awesome that somebody who you know, just an encounter, you guys work together, and then all of a sudden it turns into a whole entire career for you. That is what's possible, right? Like, that's what's possible. We got to think about that, right? Yeah, that the, the relationships are critical, Candice. Yes. And like you said, networking, as a matter of fact, I have a, a course, a, a, one of my courses in my online school is called Networking Knowledge. Yes, and, right. you know, I also do the webinars to teach people 
there are six main questions you have to be able to answer to network mm-hmm. effectively. Oftentimes when people say network and I go online and you see people on the social media post and what do they always have? The little business card. Like, I, I network. I network. <laughs> Well, oh, I got them. I got business cards. What you gonna do with right. those cards, though? <laughs> yeah, See, obtaining the card, the the business card, that's a part of it. But there's so much more to it. And I always say it's an art in that it takes skill, but it's also a science in that it takes methodology. And that's what I teach mm. people: being able to effectively answer these six questions, six questions will help you to you know effectively network. Whereas you're getting results. From making these connections, yeah. it's not just getting that business card. Right, right. No, that was for me too. That that I'll, I'll take that nugget for myself because sometimes even when you're, especially in the work we we do, I mean, you yes. meet so many people all the time. And to your point, networking is a science. Like, there's got to be a process involved with right. what do you do immediately when you get home. And then that follow-up and the cadence of follow-up after that and make sure you continue to nurture that relationship. Like I said, that could be an entirely whole other podcast. Maybe we'll come back for that um, together and and do a networking podcast because... Let's do it. Yes, come on. We just committed just now. Let's save it. Let's save it. I'll save the story that goes... I got so many, but it's one that's very important to that. All right, let's go then. You want to go? Yeah, go ahead. We in the moment right now. Go ahead. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's take advantage of the moment. So what happened with the, let's shift to the music. Okay, I'm doing music production and I had some producers who had been working with me the whole time and I had some background singers that had been working with me the whole time. It was always in me though. I wanted to do a collaboration project Mm -hmm. where I I worked with just independent artists who were actually establishing independent artists themselves. Well, at the time in Monroe, we had a, a, a nice scene of independent artists, and mm-hmm. I was connected to most of them. I reached out to all of them to do this collaboration project, Candice. Guess how many said yes, they would do it? Zero. Oh, wow. Wow. All of them, when I said they dropped the ball, some was like, yeah, man, that's a great idea. I want to. I want to. I am. And when it came to do it, came time to mm-hmm. do it, nobody, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens, 2011, I go all the way to Nashville, Tennessee for a music conference. It lasted a week. Mm-hmm. And while there, of course, I met artists from all over the place. Well, what they did, it was kind of mostly rock acts and um, those doing screamo and all of that kind of stuff. And they recognized that it was a small population of the hip hop artists. Uh-huh. So what they did, they gave us our own breakout session so we could be together, right? Mm-hmm. So during this session, I was able to meet the other artists. Of course, we exchanged information, the business cards, as well as our projects. Well, on my way riding home, it was a seven-hour journey for me. So mm-hmm. what I did, I, I would start, I put in everybody's CD. So Candace, as I'm riding home, I'm like, oh, man, I can hear his voice. Oh, I can hear her voice. Hold on. You said CD, too. You said CD, too, Damon. I was just, that's a time stamp right there. You pop those CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the five CD changer, too. (laughs) So I'm jamming, and I'm like, man, I could see working with all of these people. I get home. I reach out to everybody. All of them but two artists said yes. Mm. So I was able to make my comp, my collaboration CD with all of these artists from all over the U.S. I was able to produce that CD. Mm. But it took me 
leaving and networking beyond my circle, mm -hmm. out of my normal element. Mm -hmm. It was always meant for me to do it, but I was trying to make the connection with the wrong people, yeah. the wrong team. Yeah. So here I go way to Tennessee to meet people from all over the U.S. to finally achieve this goal. So I always tell people this, be mindful of what you need and don't worry about the who. Mm. See, initially I was That's concerned with the who. I was just trying to get those who I knew who were here. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't about who because now all of a sudden I go and I meet these strangers. It wasn't about who, it was about what. Right. So now the, the what was just, I just want an independent artist. And it wasn't meant for the ones who were here, but it was meant for those somewhere else who I connected with in a different place. Man. And so as long as you know what you need, you'll find the who. Absolutely. But don't just get caught up on the who, just know what I need and you'll get to the who. But let who be secondary. That is so, that's so powerful, Damon, because sometimes we have this huge network and we're reaching out for the reach out or not even sure, you know, again, you, you don't have to always have an expectation, but you certainly set an intention and your intention is set around what do I want? What do I need? What's the end goal? And then you learn how to leverage your network properly but i heard a collective of things that you talked about um because and i actually talked about this in our career community um that a group a subscription group that we have on facebook um and and i'll give you kind of a long story short so um you know sometimes we i we get into this um habit of trying to go out and meet new people because we feel like we need to expand our network because we aren't getting where we want to get fast enough let's not have the right people and so one of the things i was in my my speaking group and we were talking about um, networking and you know generating new leads and opportunities and the coach gave us a, a, a homework assignment in class and he was like i call this the 12 disciples approach right pull out your phone and before you start going and setting up all these new meetings you need to find 12 people. It's 12 people on your phone right now that you haven't connected with that now that you know what the target is, you can reach out to those people and see, you know, and, and start talking about the opportunity and reconnect. Cool. Love that. So I'm trying to tell the story quickly, too, but it's so it's, it's so it matches what you were talking about. So I go on my phone. I got this old phone and. Uh, it had contacts from like 2005. It even had like, I got the phone, I got my dad's phone in 2005. And so it gave me all his contacts. So I'm scrolling through my phone and I was like, man, there's people in here I don't even know. I gotta, I'm trying to find people I know. So I had to start deleting contacts. And I was like, wait a minute. Sometimes we even have people in our network that may even be blockers from getting us to those who we need to get to where we want to go, right? And so- Yes, like to your point, you reached out to the people who were already in network, got the hoorah, didn't fall, flow through, but you stayed open, right? But you got doing that exercise first helps you know, do I have somebody here already? Let's get people out the way. And then now let me go and be more intentional about expanding my network. So you walked into that music room not with an intention, right? <laughs> you got an intention of, I got this project I'm trying to achieve. And I need independent artists. So I'm walking in here and your energy was already putting off that that's what you needed because your intention was set properly. So no, that was, that was awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Yes. Yes. 
And I love what you just said in uh, the, about the, the, the assignment with the 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a similar concept I use. You, you're taking everything, Candace. You put it on, out. We're in this together, David. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I call it working your net. So okay. networking is all about working your net. Love it. And so it's about using your existing connections to get what you need through them. And like I said, that was what I did the first time I tried to go to them, but they proved ineffective in that situation. But, but in many cases, yeah, you're going to be able to go to your existing net and be able to use them to leverage and get access to others who can help get you to the next level. But yes, you definitely want to work your net first. You know, that's the key to networking, starting with working your net that you already have established your connections and see how that goes. Love it. Love it. Put that in the chat right now for those of you all who are listening. Work your net. That's straight from Mr. Damon Naylor from Kittrill Consultancy. Uh, sounds like he's got a course that that talks about this, but work your net. 12 disciples, work your net. You have to properly leverage your network. That's that's the point of all this. So I'm so glad that we decided to um, stop and just expound on that a little bit. We don't even have to go and do the networking one-on-one uh, podcast, but I, I do want to circle back real quick as we end to um, something that you talked about and you said it and you, you kind of said it quickly, um, but I noticed it and it made me right without looking, obviously. Um, but you said about that time, one of those pivots that you had um, where you were called into that office and yes. you kind of already knew what was going on. And damn it, I've never seen anybody in my entire career in life say with a smile, yeah, you about to let me go, aren't you? I'll, I've never <laughs> seen anybody smile while they say that, right? So for me, I was like, man, for the person who is watching this and can see, because you you explain, you you taking the time to understand who you are, what you value. Yes. It's not always a bad thing to be let go from a job. And I, I was let go from a job once and I was embarrassed. I found a different way to communicate it to others because I didn't want them, I didn't want to say it that way. Um and just all these things because we have this negative association with somebody rejecting you from a place, right? We had a negative association with it. And then on top of that, we start questioning our worth and we're not open to maybe this thing was removed from me to make room for the next thing and so when you gave your nose next next option new opportunity because it's not over i want to make sure that i know you said it already but that because you had that mindset you were able to receive that and move on and pivot to the next a little faster um and for the person who saw you smile when you said that, I hope that that's encouragement to them. If that's your situation or you suspect it's about to happen or we don't know what's going to happen if it does tomorrow, right? right? I hope that they were able to grab the energy from the way you did that and use these no's for the hacks that they they deploy uh, when they if they ever approach that situation. But given that, you you had to decide quickly. You had to decide quickly that, hey, this is the circumstance. Let's right. activate these no's. Right. Yeah. So just um, it, just final thoughts on um, that fine, that piece of that journey where something I know you share what happened after the story. But any final words for anybody watching on 
how to approach that, what drove that smile, and just any hack that can help somebody who may be in that situation, maybe even just expand their network. But they're about to pivot and it's involuntary. So what would you tell them? Well, for me, I know that advantage was my faith. You know, just having faith in God and that confidence, knowing that I'm going to trust him and that it's going to work out. And just seeing and experiencing other, you know, incidents where it looked like all hope was lost, looked like, you know, things were going to just go awry and be crash and burn, right? But I made it. I survived. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, already experiencing it, okay, this is going to be another example of it. There's going to be a testimony on the other side of this test. With this closed door, all kind of other doors are going to open. And if you always maintain that mindset, then like you said, even when you get rejected, even when the door closes, even when you get you know laid off or fired, you know there's something better around the corner. Always have that mindset that, set that there's always something better. Always know you have options. That's the key to that next option. I think people, we become hopeless and we become crippled and handicapped when we feel as though we have no other options. You always have another option. There's always another move. If you can get that and get it embedded embedded and settled in your spirit, then when you encounter that, you're always like, well, look, okay. Like you said, you're switching. Instead of saying, well, man, is it my value? Is it my skill? You'd be like, no, they just lost. They lost the skill. They lost the value. You know, I, I really feel sorry for them because who about to get me now about to get this value? It's about to get, you know, they're about to get these skills and the talents and everything that I bring to the table is going to be their loss in the new people's game. And so once you reconfigure your mind to think in this way, you're always ready for that adversity and opposition, knowing that, you know, I'm going to win eventually. I'm going to come out on top. Just like I was telling the guy last night, this is the last thing I'll say. If, as I said, if you have a, a season with 25 games, if you win 13 games and you lose 12, you still win. <laughs> that part. You you, uh, you lose 12 games, but all yeah. you had to do is win one more and you win. That part. So in life, you're going to take a lot of L's, but no, eventually, you're going to win. You're going to get some W. Just hang in there. Persevere. Dig deep. Trust God, trust yourself, trust your skills and talents, trust that it's going to work out, and it's going to be a magnet. You're going to pull it to you, and you can't help but succeed. You're going to make your way prosperous. You're going to have good success, so just stand in it. Stand in it. Love it. No, that was so good, um, and I'm, I'm going to ask you a question just because I want to, and I can because it's our podcast, and it's our conversation, but you said faith Stand in yes. your faith. That's a value. That's actually one of my values. So when yeah. you said it, I was like, yes. So stay yeah. true to your values. Keep exploring right. these experiences right. that you're having. Where does it fall in your, how can you deploy your values to be able to get yourself through this? Have options. We actually have a podcast right. episode. Jamila from New Orleans, your distant wow. friend already. Uh, okay, she recorded okay. an episode. We actually uh, correlated it to salary negotiation. And the confidence okay. that you have there because you have options. But having options, yes. leveraging your network is so important. And I, the final thing I want to just ask you, my second final thing is, okay. so the the guy with 12 career pivots at this point, you probably, I, I know I'm missing one of them. Um, obviously, a part of that journey became, became some exponential growth. 
Um, you, I'm right. sure you got better and better every time I'm experiencing it today. Right. And so if you could yes. go back and you can choose what point in your in your journey of these pivots that mm-hmm. uh, you want to, but if you could go back and tell your younger self at one of those points in time, one thing, what would that one thing be? And I thought on this and I pondered. And at first I was like, man, I wouldn't tell him anything. I will say just, you know, hey, things are going to go well. They're going to become bright, even though you're going to experience some dark times. You know, the glory and the light it will come. But I would think, I would say probably be more, a little more disciplined with some of the, the spending habits. You know, mm, um, making sure to, to keep a handle on that and make sure you, you implement a, a savings plan re- real early on. You know, start off with that savings plan and yeah, build it over the years. Because it wasn't until I got to a certain place where I could implement that. Because, like I said, we had some some low seasons, man, some dry, barren seasons. But thank God we made it. But, yeah, that would be the advice I would give my younger self. And that's the advice I give anyone listening. Whenever you get to a place, you know, where you're making enough, get you a savings plan, whether it's a certain amount you're saving or a certain percentage. Mm -hmm. But try to be faithful and disciplined and budgeting, whereas you're able to do that consistently. Yes. Nope. That's perfect. That's a good, that is a great hack. Uh, we do share a lot around that and how to maximize 401k. And um, actually, I'm going to put a pin in it right now because I'd like to come back and talk with you in the future about relationship with money. Because that is, right, right. when I think back on my younger days, if yeah. I had, if I could have, I could have done several things different, but I don't regret any of it. It was a part of my journey. But if right. I had had a better relationship with finances, I would have managed it better and I would have been an entrepreneur probably 10 years ago. Again, my journey is my journey. But, right, right. But, yeah, uh, but yeah no, I'm gonna put a pin there. I want I wanna I wanna yeah. come back to that. That's what that's where I wanna pick up where we leave off on our next episode. But Damon, thank you so much. I appreciate you. This has been so enlightening. Um, you sharing your expertise, connecting with us on your personal journey. You are the pivot king. Is now the new name. I'm like, you can add that to your bio. You the pivot king. Yeah, write that down. That's free. That's free. But I am so excited about what's to come with Fitchero Consultancy and Five Minute Career Hack. This is just the start of what I see as an amazing collaboration and partnership. And um, I appreciate everybody who's listening today as well. Thank you so much, Damon. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. This has been amazing. You're a great host, and I've just enjoyed myself. This has been a deep and enlightening conversation, so thank you. I appreciate it. It's been an honor and a privilege. Yeah, same here. Well, listen, listen, guys. Share this. You learned something. I always say one thing or maybe five things. There was some gem drop or some hack shared that could change the trajectory of your career, your finances, and your confidence. Damon Neller dropped those gems and we're so appreciative. Share this with your friends. And as I always say, I love y'all and be well. This is your career wellness coach, Candace. Take care. Now the five minute career hack, we call this hacking. Look at you, you just did it. And you don't have to stop here. Take one step every week and ensure that you are pouring into you and getting closer to your career goals. Yep, see that button down there? Hit subscribe, but don't stop there because you know what they say, sharing is caring. So take five and we'll see you next week.